2: Hi, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Big Blue Kickoff Live right here on Giants.com and the Giants mobile app. My name is John Schmelk, joined by Paul Dettino on Lance Metal. The phone number for you is 201939-4513. See what happens when Pearson's gone for a day. It all goes to hell. Uh, Pearson is not here for the next three days, so we'll be taking your calls cold. Again, you'll hear me put you on hold, you'll hear the program, and then you'll hear a click when you get brought on the air. So we'll be doing that for the next three days. I ask that you please respect our two-call-a-week limit. If you break that rule, you will be punished by the fullest extent of the Meadow and Schmelk and Detino. All right, guys, um, so we had some good and bad news at practice today. What do you want to do first? Paul, Lance, do you want me to go good or bad first? got to go to the bad news first. Why? Mr. Optimism wants to go <laughs> bad first? Well, it's both related to the wide yes. receiver
4: position. So. In fact,
2: there are, you know what, though? There are a lot of guys that made their way back on the field today. Yes. So let's start with the good because there's okay. more of that, okay? Okay. The biggest one is that Sterling Shepard was removed from the PUP list today. Um, he was on the practice field, which I think – and he actually did team stuff, too. It wasn't just individuals who went right into team drills. I My guess is that probably whole not not a whole lot tomorrow when you're doing a joint practice against the Jets. But they didn't rule that out either. That's just me editorializing here. Um, so – I was very happy to see him out there, especially doing team stuff. And for me, there's no reason with two and a half weeks to go before the regular season starts, if he's doing team drills already, I see no reason to believe he will not be ready for week one uh, of the regular season,
3: at least in my opinion. Well, you know what, John? The Giants gave everybody a huge hint. If you understood how to read the tea leaves yesterday, when they moved Parrot and Gates from the active PUP list to the reserve PUP list, that told you everything you needed to know, that Sterling Shepard was a lot closer. Okay, well, first things first. The reserve PUP list means you have to miss a minimum of four regular season games. That's the regular season Yes. Okay, and and there's no negotiation with that, okay? Those guys are out for the first four weeks. Case closed. But Shepard, because he was on the active PUP list, that meant at any time he was eligible to return to practice and could be restored as part of the eligible roster. That's the off-season PUP list. It's called correct. the active PUP list. I know, but fans don't yeah,
2: know what that is. Yeah, people don't really, yes. I don't think, understand correct. that. It's so, better
4: to say training camp preseason PUP list correct. versus yes. regular season so, PUP so list. That's now what I call it.
3: what that basically meant, when they didn't put him on the reserve PUP list, that said to me that his return to practice was imminent because they were not going to delay him by a month and a half, like they are the other two guys. So that's why I didn't think today's... His return to practice today was as big a headline. Yeah, but the fact that he did team stuff today That's already, good. Yeah. That's good. But usually but guys that come back and do individual first, but they will not do team right away. They sent up a red flare yesterday that he was coming back very, very soon. Yes. I would say within the next week or two, he was definitely going to be back. So, but, I, I, but, yeah, mm-hmm. And I don't necessarily expect him to play against the Jets. In fact, I don't. No, neither would I. Okay. Yeah. He he said he's trying to get back. Uh, He believes he'll be back for week one, but we'll listen to the trainers. And it's day by day, and he's going to go off of what they tell him he can do. And being that today was his first practice back, he knows tomorrow's a big day to see how he feels. Yeah, no question, but good news. Uh,
2: And I guess I'll squeeze the bad news in now because it is wide receiver related. Uh, Unfortunately, the wide receiver gods say, well, we'll we'll give you Sterling Shepard back, but now we're going to take someone away. So... Colin Johnson uh, went down near the line of scrimmage on a play. I was not watching him individually, but it didn't seem like there was much contact on the play. Uh, he was carted off the field. They were looking at his leg, lower leg, and uh, that's where we're at. The Giants have not made any announcement on it yet, but obviously uh, did not look great. Uh, practice, just you can just feel all the energy just get drained off the field. A bunch of guys going over Johnson, you know, patting him on the head, patting him on the shoulder pad, uh, the helmet. And uh, you could tell he's very popular in the locker room based on how everybody Mm kind of reacted to it. So um, assuming that's going to be, you know, some type of long-term deal uh, where he's, you know, probably not going to be available for, you know, a good portion, maybe the whole season. Who knows? We just don't know what it is yet. Um, So that opens up a window now where if Shepard was back, you know, you were looking at probably five receiver spots were pretty secure and you knew who they were going to be. Now you're down to four again because Colin Johnson is is now not going to be on the regular season roster to you know start the season so or at least probably not and that again we talked about this I think it was on Monday's show Paul when we were on you know does that open up a window for David Sills who's the other bigger bodied wide receiver mm-hmm. on the roster uh, you know Richie James Alex Bachman you know go down the list the who does this Lance do you think really open up a window for now as you move forward.
4: Well, I thought Richie James made quite the impression in the first preseason game, and I think he playing special teams also bodes very well. I think David Sills probably benefits the most from the Colin Johnson injury. A, he's similar body structure to Colin. He's that long guy that can make those contested catches. So if they're looking for a similar style, I think that helps his cause. B. Remember, David Sill started his career in Buffalo, people forget, before he even came to the Giants. So there's the familiarity ties to Joe Shane now, and Dable. Now, keep Brian in mind, Dabble, Joe Shane also
2: did cut him in Buffalo.
4: True, he <laughs> did. But what I'm saying is, is that they saw him in his early stages yes, and they scouted him. You figure in order to even bring him to Buffalo, whether or not he hung on and then see... He had a nice preseason game, which was his first game returning from him being sidelined, and he's been a seasoned vet who's been in the NFL going back to 2019. So I would probably say Sills benefits the most. I'd probably put Alex Bachman right behind him. And let me
2: just add this, and I I should have said this first before we talked about the impact on the roster. You just got to feel awful for Colin Johnson. You know, he's a young player. He was a fifth-round pick by the Jaguars. He was with them for a year, played a couple games, you know, actually a dozen games for the Giants last year. And then he really took a step forward this offseason. He was playing really well. Uh, He was making contested catches. He was getting separation. He had worked his way into first-team reps, really. I mean, he was a a virtual starter, or at least playing half the the, the reps with the first team over the past few weeks. And, you know, for a guy like that who is really just trying to, you know, find his place in the league still as a a late day three pick, you know, fifth-round pick, you know, an injury, if it ends up being a a very serious injury— it's just so hard for a guy like that to make your way back, to to, to come back from that and, and get back to where you were. So I just hope everything works out for him. He's a really good kid. I'm sure you guys heard the interview I did with him a couple weeks ago on, on the Giants huddle. Um, I just feel terrible for him. It's it's awful. It, it just sucks to see. Really All does. you need
3: to know in terms of how popular he is in the locker room, when he was down on the field and they were calling for the car, the entire Giants offense, which was wearing white today, was on the near sideline where the media was. Uh, all those guys, aside from the guys who were out there to, to talk to him when he got on the cart, the rest of the guys who were back on the sideline all took a knee. And that's all you need to know about how they feel about this player. Seriously. Because we've seen that happen many times before. That's, that's the brotherhood, the unity, the camaraderie that guys have when they think somebody is seriously injured.
2: All right. Uh, now there was some other good news in practice. A bunch of guys came back. Uh, Kadarius Tony was out there. I do not believe he did any team stuff, Paul. Correct? I did not see Tony did not. doing team stuff, he did but, some individuals. He, but he did individual stuff. Did, did he do one? On, I did not watch wide receiver one on ones. Did he do one on ones? No. He did not. But he did. Do, I saw him do the individuals, and I watched O line, D line, one on ones. I did not watch the wide receiver one on ones So uh, he did not do the one on ones or team stuff, Tony. But still. It's so good to see him back now. Since he didn't do team today, he's probably not going to do much, of anything, tomorrow against another team in a joint practice. That would surprise me. It would surprise me if he plays on Sunday too. To be Ditto honest with you, did for Slayton too. And Slayton, yeah, Slayton did individuals, but he didn't do any right. team or was or with the trainers on
3: doing sprints in the back. So I don't think you'll see him this week.
2: So yeah, it'll be more opportunities for those other wide receivers. C.J. Board talked about. came back. C.J. Board was back on the fielding. And left a little bit and then yep. came back. Cordo uh, Flott was back on the field, yeah. which was good. He was Leonard out Williams. with the groin. Leonard Williams is back with the elbow. Uh, Jamil Douglas was in yes. center with the with the, Feliciano. With, the with the backups. Uh, Feliciano, he just did individual though, right? Correct. Yes, he did not do team stuff. But Feliciano was out there. He didn't do one on ones either. No. with the with the centers. Matt Breda back on the practice yes. field. Left he, a little bit and then had come back again. And he did do team stuff. Yes, he was in on team. Yes, and I think. That's
3: everyone. Oh, as far as I can recall, that's about it. I don't think I saw anybody else. Jihad Ward was still on the side. Right. He didn't do anything. Still no Lemieux. Uh, yeah. No Zudu. You know what I did notice? And I, I tweeted this out earlier. Rodarius Williams now doing some heavy sprinting on okay. the backfield with the trainers. Now, he's also, by the way, not on the reserve pup list. Notice that, John. He's not on the reserve pup list, which may also be an indication that they think he's got a good chance to come back before the first month of the season is
4: over. Well, technically, no, Paul, he couldn't go on, the, couldn't reserve go on the reserve list pup list because he didn't start on the pup list. He was
3: list. NFI. No, yeah, he, but he, well, he you practiced. Can't, no.
4: He yeah, wasn't but even once on you not right. go on the you're right you're right, yeah.
3: you're right, you're right, you're right. You're eligible. I forgot that he practiced no, at okay. the yeah. beginning yeah, of yeah. practice. He did start in camp. You're absolutely right. Yeah. He did start at camp. Mm-hmm. And, he, One of the and then he was out a, quickly. Yeah, go ahead, One Lens. other thing but on a similar The topic. bottom line is, though, I think they're thinking he might be back sooner rather than later, and they need depth at the spot. Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead, Lance.
4: Well, I was going to say, if they obviously placed him on IR, I think it would have changed things because he would have been out for the season. I mean, that would be the only option for Rodarius. Right. Once he makes the 53, they put him on IR. Then he'd miss four games. He'd be eligible to return. But what I wanted to bring this conversation full circle back to Shepard because it's important to understand, now that Shepard's off of Pop and has started practicing, he can't go back on PUP. That's no longer correct. an option. Not to say that there's going to be a bad omen or anything, but God forbid Shepard has a setback. IR is the only option now moving forward for Sterling Shepard. That's which,
2: it. Which means that he would have to sit out. Is it six games now for IR, Lance? No, four that, games Okay, for so IR. it's four for four. IR as yes. well, but you have to carry him on the 53 before correct. you put him on
4: injured reserve. Yes, so, he has to make correct. the initial 53 mm-hmm. first.
2: Correct. Yep. So that's where they are with that. I should mention the roster moves yesterday too. That came down after our show ended. And Paul and I were talking yesterday about the Giants to cut down five players. And I said, well, they're basically just going to be able to do it with the guys that are hurt. And that's basically what they did. Uh, They moved on to the injured list. And if you get put on the injured reserve list now, that means you basically have to miss the entire season. Goodbye. Unless I mean, technically, some guys you can cut, injury, injury settlement, bring them back, occur. but you Correct. usually don't see that no. very often. There's such a
4: delay, before and they're going to miss the back. bulk of the year regardless, Correct. even with an injury. But settlement.
2: I, I, I did want to visit. somebody did tweet that to me, Jay Lampert, one of our good listeners, and it is technically true you yes, can sir, yes. do the injury settlement and all that jazz, very rarely. But so that's Ricky Seals Jones, who I believe they finally announced had a toe injury in the in the press release. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andre Miller, the undrafted rookie tight end, former wide receiver out of Maine, and. Oh, it was just in my head. Darian and, uh, Beavers. And Darian Beavers, who had the yep. ACL injury as well. And Beavers then, will definitely not and be And then bad. they put, as Paul mentioned earlier, they put Pert and Gates onto the regular season pup list, which clears two roster spots in the uh, in the preseason. So that's how they got down to, uh, to 80. And then the next cut will be all the way down to 53. Tuesday. And that's going to happen next Tuesday by 4 p.m. You have waiver claims. Then you get your waivers' claims processed by Wednesday
4: at 1. So that's mm-hmm. kind of where they are right now. Yep. And then you name your practice squad as well.
2: Yes, and that's 16 names now, Lance? 16, correct. Yep. I always count on you to have all the practice squad numbers down, just, just for the record.
4: Sure, I am all ready to go. No, I know <laughs> I'm you. at your disposal. It's a <laughs> lot of bodies.
2: There's a lot of bodies, and you know I'm sure... Let me ask you guys this question, and then we'll open up the phones now, guys. Give us a call, 201-939-4513, 201-939-4513. Give us a call right here on Giants.com and the Giants uh, mobile app. Um, how many... I went through this yesterday, and do I have my spiral here to actually look at what I did? Let me see. Uh, yes, I do. So I went through this yesterday, and I, I didn't want to do like my full prediction of the 53. We'll do that on Monday. I think it's too early to, to have the answers for that yet. But I want to write the guys down that I thought were easy, that I think, okay, I know these guys are on. Oh, okay. How many guys do you think I got, I got to knowing they're on the roster?
4: 44. Of the 53?
3: Yes. 44? For, uh, I, f- I figure there's probably about 10 spots that still need to be won. I only got to 38. Okay. That's fine. That's still That's what Dable ballpark, thinks more than yeah. any of us. No, I don't know. But,
2: I know, but, I, but the point I'm, the, the, where I'm going with this is that I think there's still a lot of uncertainty. Oh, sure. I don't think there's been clear winners at a, the backups at a lot of these spots. And I think we're going to have a lot of action
3: for waiver claims between Tuesday and Wednesday. DBs, tight ends, and maybe even offensive line. Offensive tackle. Yep. I think would be the other yep. spot.
4: Well, they're fifth overall. So, I mean, they're in a decent place to make some waiver claims. And maybe
3: inside linebacker, too. Could happen. I'm, I'm not as high on that spot happening, but How about I could it. I, I, DBs, oh, you said safety. DBs, safety and corner.
2: Yeah, DBs. That's across the board. I think you're looking at minimum of four.
3: I think four is a real good number, to be honest. If you wanted to do an over under, if you said like mm-hmm. you know four and a half or three and a half, that would be hard. To, I, I think four is probably a good number. I mean, could they? Couldn't you see him adding two tight ends? Hmm. Possible.
2: I mean, after. I mean, after. I'm on my list here, and I want to put a second tight end down on my well, list. We you
3: have Bellinger and nobody else.
2: Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I didn't, I didn't know who else to put down.
3: I don't know that they will keep three tight ends on the 53. Oh, you Yet, think only two? I think it's possible they wow. might only keep two. That's hard. Keep a third on the practice squad. And then call that guy up on a need basis if they need him You can only
2: do that a few times,
3: though. I understand. But I think they'll use Dable a wide has,
4: receiver as a tight end.
3: Yeah, Dable's made it clear to us mm. that he's not necessarily a huge tight ends guy.
2: No, I agree with that. Yeah. And look, and, and we talked about that going in. That we they have. Were, they were a three-wide receiver team in
3: Buffalo. And given that Ricky Seals-Jones, who was an early free agent signee, is now on IR for the season, again, pretty much asterisk on there. Um, uh, they don't have the necessity to keep him now as part of that crew. And I don't think anybody else outside of Bellinger has asserted himself to the point where you feel you have to keep them. Well, that's, that's why I asked the question. That's why I asked the question. And I think the wide receiver crew, um, there's, there's a lot of bodies, man. They got numbers at receiver and numbers at running back. And consequently, and again, as far as the receivers go, I don't know how many of those receivers are sure things to either stay on the field or give you the production that they're supposed to give you. So given that...
2: Yeah, you have to keep an extra one, you right? You do. Same thing with the offensive line. But Shane Lemieux is going to take up a roster spot, you think. Yeah. And So you have to keep 10 then? Because uh-huh. Lemieux, like Lemieux might not... Like,
3: I don't know when he's coming back. Okay. But and I, so I think the third tight end spot is the one you're going to steal. Yeah. That's going to be one of the spots they steal. Well, I really believe. Well, that. And then Ellerson Smith's another guy, right? He's
2: a guy that's going to be on the 53, <sighs> but then there's, is he an IR candidate afterwards? So then do you have to keep an extra edge player? Like, does this open the door for both Roche and Zimenez to make the roster? Possibly.
4: Well, plus Beavers' injury, too.
2: Right. Beavers is a guy that they actually did use at, as, yeah. as, as an edge rusher occasionally. Yeah, correct. But well,
3: he's, yeah. he's now gone
4: for the season. Right. So. Yeah. You don't have to worry about his, but that changes things. Is my point.
2: By the way, and I know we probably two weeks ago we had this conversation. Paul, we thought Roche might have been a little bit ahead of Zimenez. Zimenez is being in first team reps. I think Zimenez has passed him right now.
3: Zimenez physically has more flashy characteristics and talent, uh, but unfortunately for him, um, he doesn't always make the smartest play. Roche usually in the right spot at the right time more mm-hmm. often than Zimenez is.
2: And of course Thibodeau too, right? Like that's another edge player that you might have to carry but might not be ready to play at the start of the year. So you almost have to if, if you're looking at it, if, if when you're making this 53-man next week you're probably not going to know if Thibodeau is going to be ready. Ellison Smith is probably not going to be ready. So then what do you, who do you have? You have Ojolari and Jihad Ward. And Jihad Ward's only like half of an edge player. He's as much of a defensive lineman as he's an edge guy. So don't don't Roche and Zimenez have to both be on at this point?
3: Once again, the injury bug is running amok on this New York Giants roster. It is going to cause mega headaches. At least it's not a lot of the primary starters. It's still going to cause mega headaches for the roster. But better
2: backups than starters.
4: Yes. 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 See, with Thibodeau, I think it's more of a question... If you think he can beat the four week window, you keep him on the roster. You have to, right? You don't put him on IR. I just don't think it's necessary. Meaning, even if he misses let's say hypothetically he misses the first two games, but you think he could come back for week three, I would then keep him on the roster because then he's only missing half of the four weeks that he's obligated to miss. Yeah. So 100%. I would be to me. Shocked. I think that's a relatively easy decision yeah. for them, right? I so agree. my point there, Lance, yeah.
2: is that you then have to keep an extra edge player, the, sure. just for the first two. Well, just for, for the, the first two, two weeks, you yeah, we yeah. can't play. Yeah. Absolutely.
4: Well, what about Taman Fox after that play at the end? I mean, I understand that he's not necessarily the who's who of pass rushers, but maybe he opens a door for them to keep a guy like him. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, to contribute,
2: you might, and then he eventually yeah. moves to the practice Correct. squad. Exactly. It's not impossible. I mean, because look, yeah. that's it. Like that. That's all the edge players. We're out. Like, there, are, there aren't there any other edge players well, on the roster.
3: C- Coughlin can play out there he if they need him but to. But he hasn't done it in practice once all summer. You know, The other day, he he ran some outside stuff in the game. I wouldn't be shocked if they think his flexibility can kind of help them steal a spot there. That's fair. Maybe. No, that's fair. Maybe. I think that's like the good,
4: oh yeah, Max Garcia can play center if we have to, type I mean, of situation, this is, but right? But this is what you're up right. against. No, 100% I'm with yeah. you. Who's I think it? Jihad Ward, though, would be the main guy that steps up if Thibodeau misses time. Mm-hmm. Assuming he's fully healthy, though, of course. You know, that's, that's funny the guy.
3: about him. I, I get it. Everybody keeps calling him. It. To me, he's a defensive end. I know that they're playing him standing up a lot, John. Right. But I don't see him as a, even a typical edge rusher,
4: well, so to speak. Well, he's well at
2: defensive end. Well, that's why when I said he's half an edge player because he's two hundred and eighty something yeah. pounds or whatever. I know. He is. So Puchy, yeah, I but know. that 90.
4: half may be filled up with Thibodeau well, out. Though. No, that's correct. No, I mean, hundred <laughs> percent. No, look, it, it I, doesn't I think, matter for the yes. whole season. All that matters is for like the two games, let's say right. hypothetically. No, if he, I'm misses. with you. Yeah. See, but yeah. if you consider yeah, him an
3: edge it. player, I mean, Roche and Zimenez to me provide more pass rush potential. Than Ward does. I think Ward is an early down edge player. That's all and he then, is, right. he's, well, To me, fine. he's a run. He's a run stopping defensive end. If you ask me. Well, that's what a, I well, think he's, he is.
2: he's, he's a run stopping edge player. He's the guy, he's the last guy in the line, whether you want to classify right. him as a linebacker, outside
3: linebacker, defensive end, whatever. To me, the, the, the implication of edge player is that there's pass rush expected out of him. When I say edge player, Paul. But I, I know what you mean.
2: All I mean on edge player, and that's fine, is the he's last guy in the line of scrimmage right. playing on the outside. And that's right. fine. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. It, it's okay. It, I got you. It, everybody's got different nomenclature. Even these well, no, coordinators well, do. I'm just explaining it for you. When I say edge player, I, got, I, I, I literally
2: just from. mean last defender on the line of I know where you're coming from. That's what I mean. 201-939-4513. I had a couple numbers I wanted to throw at you guys, but we got a bank full of calls, so I want to get to them. It's okay, 201- good. 201-939-4513. Like new time, John. Um, Yeah, we've been getting a lot of calls, and based on what I heard today, this might be the permanent time. We'll see how that goes in the I regular know. season. 201-939-4513. Giant season tickets are on sale now for the 2022 season. In addition to ticket savings, membership benefits include access to exclusive events, experiences, pre-sales, and more. You can lock in your seats starting at just $100. Call 888 888- NYG 1925 or visit Giants.com slash tickets for more information. All right, remember, folks, we do not have a screener. Pearson is taking care of some family business this weekend. Nothing bad, all good. Uh, we miss him. He will be back on Monday for the start of the regular season.
0: Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.
2: So in the meantime, we're flying blind here on the call. So you're going to hear a click. That means you're on the air. And I'm going to ask you, what's your name and where you're calling from?
5: Hey, this is John from Cape Cod. How are you guys? Hey,
2: Johnny. Hi. Hey.
4: Hi. How are
5: you doing?
4: We're good. We are doing good. How about you? What do you it's got? Good. What do you got? <laughs>
5: the app. The app. The app finally started working today. Yes. Oh no, It actually
2: it was actually up yesterday too, John. Believe it or not. The top men coming up big. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
5: hey, quick stump! Quick stump the band thing for my man Paul. Uh huh. Paul. Back in the seventies, Giants traded a number one draft pick to Dallas for Craig Morton. Do you remember? Yeah, the Dallas? Randy White deal. That's right, the Manster.
3: Okay. Yeah, that turned out real well, didn't it?
5: Yeah. Yeah, for, for Dallas. <laughs> yeah. Although Although
2: Morton played well, it just, oh, the oh, don't, don't, John, John, don't, don't,
3: don't, talk to Paul about Morton. No, do not don't. do that.
2: He, he, do he, not do he, that. You got to get a bit of cranky mode. All oh, the pain, please, do not do that. Please get to the current team, John. What do you got?
5: Okay, okay, what do we got? Uh, I asked this question to Lance the other day. I'll throw it at you guys too. So how many linebackers do you think the Giants are going to carry this year? Oh, who do you?
2: What do you consider a linebacker? Do you do you count like? Aziz Ojulari is a linebacker, or are you talking about yeah, inside linebackers? I do. I'm, I'm,
5: I'm a three-four guy. You know, I'm Parcells, Belichick, three-four. You can call them what you want today. Those guys are linebacker.
2: Given all the injuries yeah. right now, I think they keep ten.
5: Okay, I, I think it's a good guess. I went back, looked eighty-six Giants where you had a smaller roster, they carried eight, but ten, ten, I think would be great. Well, remember to start.
2: Of- remember, I'm counting Ellison Smith, and Thibodeau now. And if they're not ready to start the season, you need two guys to replace them, so that's how you get up to 10.
5: Yeah, yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't know. Do you think, the other question, do you think that Bachman had a sensational game, and I know it was against second and third team, but because of his special teams play, you think that'll get him on the roster this year?
2: Less likely than likely,
4: I would say, at this point, yeah. for Bachman. But I, I wouldn't rule it out either. I think Sills has an edge over him in terms of oh, making I, the 53.
5: I, I I agree with you because of his size. Well, the, yeah. pro- hey, the
2: problem is that with Shepard back, John, and then I think Richie James, we would all agree that Richie James is ahead of Bachman, right, as that kind of, like, next slot guy. Yeah. So yep. I don't see how he – I'd be surprised if you saw Tony, Robinson, Shepard, James, and Bachman – on the final 53. Those are just a lot of guys that are used to playing in the
3: slot. Yeah. Now, Dable did say today, uh, and I'm paraphrasing, he said, the Depth chart guys like a wide receiver who contribute on specials and, in quotes, said goes a long way. Yep. It's not something that surprises us. Jeff Fegels talks about that with us all the mm-hmm. time. But, you know... <sighs> I find it hard to believe that Bachman makes it. I think he will get through waivers, and he'll be on the practice squad.
2: And by the way, Shepard, I think, will probably be week one, your starting outside wide receiver. I think Shepard makes it. And not a, well, For Sterling. week one. Yeah. For oh, week I agree. One. Yeah. And I think he'll probably be your starting outside wide receiver with Robinson inside. That yes. would be my guess. I would conclude. And then they'll all rotate in with Tony and all that stuff. That would be my guess how mm-hmm. it goes. But I still consider Shepard half a slot guy because he's just re- – not because he can't play outside. I just think he's really, really good as an inside receiver.
4: I know. And Dave will even talk about his versatility being appealing.
2: Yep. Yeah. I think healthy.
5: He's a terrific receiver, even in the slot, because he's quick in in short spaces. You know, he's a good player. He's a good player. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a good player. Listen, I'll get out of the way because I think you had a lot of calls backed up today. So keep up the good work, guys. Love the show.
2: Thanks, John. Appreciate the call. 201-939-4513. 201-939-4513. All right, let's go to uh, line two. Caller, you're on the air. What's your name and where are you calling from? Caller, you just heard a click. That means you're on. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Going once. If you're on hold, say something. (laughs) And goodbye. Caller, on line three, you're on the air. What's your name? Where are you calling from?
6: Yes, uh, it's Alex from Bergenfield. Alex,
2: what's up, man? How are you?
6: Doing good, doing good. Um, just had a question and two comments. Yes. My first question was about the tight end, Fields Jones. If I'm not mistaken, I think today I saw he went to IR. Is yeah. that like a season-ending thing, or maybe they're going to just put him there to start the season? And he's no, probably- season-ending
4: IR. Before the 53-man roster is finalized, anyone that goes on IR is done for the season unless there's an injury settlement later on in the year. But right now you have to operate. He's done for the year.
2: Didn't we talk about that while you are on yeah. hold? Or am I wrong about that?
6: Damn, because I was just, um, I don't know, I was interested in seeing him play uh, with us. And I remember he caught that touchdown against Washington. Beat us on that last play, Yeah, so. when
4: he was with Washington. Hmm? The corner of the right. end zone.
6: And, yep. Right, man, yeah, so that's unfortunate. Um, my comment is one about the offense and defense. It's, um, the offense, I'm so, like, happy and very pleasant to see. I know I understand, like, it's two preseason games, but we could only go by what we, right? You know, what have you done for me lately? And the offense just looks so much more functional. Like, I feel like for the last three or four years, when you watch the offense, the giant offense is like, we're playing in stand. And everybody else is playing on turf. Like, like we can't move the ball. We're always behind the chain. And it just is really nice to see the offense, you know, clicking and seeing, you know, seeming like they're doing the right things to keep it going and, and stay, you know, in front of the chain.
3: You know, caller, Uh I will say this, aside from the play calling, which has certainly been very uh, fun to watch, the one thing that you can say, and you can value preseason games as much or as little as you like, but there's one thing we can say for sure. When you watch this Giants offense this year, these offensive linemen, starters and or backups, have been functional. They've done things that allow the rest of the players to get stuff done. That has not happened here. During the course of the preseason, the last handful of years, we have watched some stuff that barely passes for football because the offensive linemen were so poor, they had so much difficulty executing just the simplest plays that they looked like they were stuck in the mud. So there's a significant difference just in the play of the offensive line, and I think we can say that's tangible. How much that translates into wins this year, I don't know. I am looking forward to seeing
2: this offensive line in practice tomorrow against the Jets' defensive front. Mm-hmm. That's excellent. Quinnen Williams is a good player. Carl Lawson's a really good player. Always thought so. Uh, we get to see uh, Johnson, Jermaine, the Johnson. Jermaine Johnson. Yeah. Thank you, Lance, out of Florida, mm-hmm. State. Florida State. I forgot State. the first name. Yeah. So they, they have some real good players on the defensive line. I'm going to look forward to watching that tomorrow. It's going to be fun.
6: Amen to that, man. With the offensive line, I don't know if it's Bobby Johnson or the team, but they definitely the pocket. It's
4: you can see like he has a. Okay, man, better I mean, at, funny You got part new part is, offensive linemen. You got a lot of new. There's players. only one guy. And, yeah, one guy, I mean, and even with
3: offensive linemen dropping like flies, they were functional the other night. Yeah, no, that's true. Okay. No, which which tells you a lot about how they've done better with the depth chart. Yep, because in but, years past. Even the second and third teamers of the offensive line weren't being able to get anything done. These guys are going deeper than that, and they're still finding a way to make a play.
6: Yeah, definitely, not. just going back quickly to your point about the off, well just the offense and what you said, Paul, about what you take about the the results of the preseason. Like, I would rather see, like to me, they won the game. Not only did they win the game, but it's situational football. If that's a regular game, you know, we did everything we did we could in the right situation to. Uh, what's the word you guys use when it comes to the execute, you know, the plays? And it seems like that's what they're doing, and I'll take those results anyway. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, okay. That pretty much wraps up about the offense. Go mm-hmm. ahead. Unless I just want to say one thing no, about the defense. No, go
2: ahead. No, go ahead. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. But I'm also very pleasantly
6: surprised and, and feeling very good about the defense, man. Like, you know, to cough up the ball down on special teams, and then, you know, they get that stop and keep it to a field goal. And I felt like every time they're on the field, also another thing I've noticed, again, is preseason, it's only two games, but the communication has been on point. We haven't seen blown coverages, people catching balls wide open. Also, one of the uh, key deals of the Giants has been like the tight ends up the middle, and it doesn't seem like we're getting killed on them team routes, and I'm saying up the middle. And, again, I'm just the defense also is, you know, I'm optimistic about the team in
2: general, man, defense and off. Thank you. Appreciate the call, man. Thank you, guys. I will just say this. I think we've seen better offensive play this preseason than we've seen in the last two or three, four, maybe. It's been a while. I mean, the offense has been legitimately poor in, in the preseason it's and been in training camp time, the last God. few years. I don't remember how far time. back he was, but it was, but it's been a while. Mm-hmm. It's been better. However, we still have not seen this group go against another
3: team set of starters yet.
2: In a preseason game
3: or in a joint practice. I don't know how you want to equate the value. You could either value it very highly or value it very lowly. I, I don't know what kind of value you want to put on it, but I can't dispute the fact that they have been much more functional than any group we've seen in recent years. I want
2: to, uh, tomorrow, now here's the problem tomorrow too. It's only one practice against the Jets, right? So usually in these joint practices, you're going to have on one field the offense versus Mm -hmm. the defense, the other field the defense versus the offense. And usually when we do these joint practices, one day I'll watch the offense, the next day I'll watch the defense. Well, guess what? (sighs) Can't do that this week. You're going to have... Two sets of wide receiver one-on-ones. Two sets of O-line, D-line one-on-ones. Like, unless you, can't, unless you have four eyes somehow. Like, there's, there's no way to watch all these things at once. So, we're going to have to discuss, Paul, and split up what we're doing here. Have you
3: seen the practice plan?
2: I have not. I I'm assuming we're going to see some one-on-ones, and we'll see a bunch of team stuff, yeah. is my guess. Probably
3: fields one and two. No?
2: Yes. I would imagine it'll be fields one and two. Because they're right next to each other, so it'll be easier for them to move back and That's forth. That's my guess. But they'll probably use field three for stuff, too, to be honest with you. But, look, I, I'm, I'm going to try to watch the defense tomorrow because I want to see the defense against some other starters, especially the Jets' wide receivers and pass rushers. Um, or rather, I want to see the Giants' pass rushers against the Jets' offensive line. So that's what I'm going to focus on. If you want to watch the Giants' offense, that might, that might be a good way two to
3: start
2: Two hours? 2.15? Yeah, something like that, yeah. I, I think, think it's, it's 2.15. What do I got here? Practice tomorrow? Yeah, to two hours. 11.30, to, 1130 two. to 1.30, yeah. Okay, two hours exactly. Yeah. So we'll have to split up what we watch. I already talked to Salomon and SeaTac. They're going to yeah. do the same. So okay. it's one of those deals where I'm looking forward to seeing it, but we're not going to be able to see everything, no. which is which is unfortunate. Yep. 201-939. And, of course, to go to Giants.com. We'll have practice reports afterwards. We'll talk about it on the show at 3 o'clock tomorrow. Make sure you tune in and check that out. Don't miss your chance to experience a premier hospitality experience watching Giant Games and World Class Concerts in 2022 as a Giants suite partner. Limited full-season locations are available, or you can place a deposit for individual games. Call 888-NYG-1925 or visit Giants.com slash suites for more information. 201 939 you're on the air. What's your name and where you calling from? Hey, what's going on? This is uh, Mike. The queen. Mike, what's Hi. up?
6: What's going on, man? I had a question. Uh, this was because I noticed I hear you say it often. Uh, it was a, when we had Eli, and uh, we was trying to get a quarterback. A lot of callers would call up, and they were talking about, "Oh, I don't want to win." And you used to always get on them saying, "No, you don't want to your team to lose." They was like, "No, if he lose, we get a better draft pick." This is why. Uh, this is, uh, this question is to John. So now. I remember you was talking about if Daniel gets injured, but like people were saying with Tyrod start and you were saying, I don't know if you're gonna want Tyrod to start because then you'll be in a better position to win the games and then you won't be in line to get a draft a higher pick. So I wanna know if you change your mind about how people felt when they wanted a higher pick, but you still want the team to win.
2: Oh, I can tell you for sure, fans, if the Giants start the season poorly and like Daniel gets hurt, the fans are all gonna want them to lose games. Like, that's what's going to happen. And I can tell you the front office and the team are not going to operate that way. They're going to try to win football games. So then we're going to have a bunch of people call up the show, yell at us about how it's better to lose games to get a better draft pick, which, by the way, I understand that perspective from a fan perspective. I totally get it. And I'm not going to argue with that from a bigger perspective, but when you're in a building and you're asking a bunch of guys that are trying to earn contracts, that are trying to have good careers, and you're asking them to put their bodies in the line every week, You have to give the team the best chance possible to win. So you're going to put out your best players, and that's going to be Tyrod Taylor. So I'm knocking on wood, and I'm praying that's not not what's going to happen this year. And Daniel stays healthy. The team wins games early, so that's not even a conversation. But if that does happen, those are the exact—and Paul's nodding, and Lance, I'm sure you're nodding too— those are the exact phone calls we're going to start getting in week— six or seven or whenever mm-hmm. Daniel gets hurt. Mm-hmm. Well,
4: but we also talked about how it was a priority for them to upgrade the backup quarterback position this year, regardless of what happens to Daniel Jones, just to be more functional and competitive. So by default, I think the writing was on the wall, John, in the offseason when they brought in a guy like Tyra oh, Taylor. I course. think immediately yeah, sure. you knew you're in better shape, God forbid, Daniel Jones gets hurt because you have a much more functional and polished backup quarterback compared to last season.
2: Okay, yeah. Yeah, that's basically it. Uh, I appreciate it. All right, cool, Mike. Appreciate the call. I hate those conversations. And look, I get it. Like, I'm a Knicks fan. I understand why lottery odds are important. (laughs) Look, it's true. Like, Lottery odds are important. (laughs) Now, the NFL doesn't have a lottery. And there's also a much deeper field of talent in the NFL draft than you will have in the NBA draft where you maybe have, you know, one or two difference-making players in an NBA draft, and you have to be one or two. Otherwise, you know, you're kind of out of luck. But in, look look where look where Odell Beckham Jr. was drafted. Look where I was just looking at the two thousand and fourteen draft okay. today. Yeah. And like three of the best players in the draft were Odell, Aaron Donald, and Zach Martin. They're all picked ten or later. Yep. So like you can get it's a lot easier to find great players later in the NFL draft than it is in like the NBA draft, for example. Quarterbacks make it a little tougher though, because usually you're not finding great quarterbacks after pick eight. Look, there are exceptions to the rule it happens, it's just a lot harder. So look, uh, let's just let's I'm not going to anticipate an annoying conversation. So let's just hope that doesn't happen. How about
4: uh, that? Yeah. Well, but yeah. go ahead, Paul. You're going to say No, something? No, 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 no,
3: I no. I'd rather not waste any more time on this cuz it's it's a very disturbing conversation.
4: No, well all I was going to throw yeah, out is there's the 2018 NFL draft where a lot of teams had high picks and a lot of teams went after quarterbacks yep. and only one of them still has the current guy they drafted. So, even if you're in a position to grab a quarterback, it doesn't mean it's going to work out. Oh, I guess of course. that's my point.
2: No, 100%. There are no guarantees in life here with, with high picks and players of any quarterback. That's more of not. a
4: reason why I don't get too caught up in your draft positioning, especially when it's like week four or week five of the regular season.
2: Oh, I'm I'm not either. But no, I I'm not saying you are. I'm are just, that's to. my
4: response to that last <laughs> caller. If we do get those calls, whatever hypothetical world you want to live in, the bottom line is. Tyrod Taylor was brought in to upgrade the situation. God Correct. forbid Daniel gets hurt. And I think they're in a better position to be competitive this year in the event we do go down that road. And that's who's going to play. Yeah, like 100%. That, that's, I mean, it's not even a question. So, Tyrod Taylor's the backup.
2: So let me change this. Let me change the, the mode of this conversation then. Fans, mentally prepare yourselves. If Tyrod Taylor is healthy, he's going to be the quarterback after Daniel Jones if Daniel Jones happens at some point to miss games due to injury. That's it. They're not going to pull Tyrod and play somebody else to get better draft position. Like, that's never going to happen. Period. Stop. So, I know this isn't going to work to prevent those calls from coming in at some point this year, but... I will try. 201-939-4513, 201-9. And again, you owe it to the guys in the building to, to try to put them in the best position to win games, and that's what the coaches are paid to do. That's what Joe Shane's paid to do, and that's exactly what they're going to do, and that's what they should do.
4: John, because the guys in the building are not guaranteed to be with the Giants next year. Correct. So what do they care about a draft pick? You have to You have 100% right, Lance, 100%.
0: Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions
2: apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. All right, let's go back to the phones. Caller, you're on the air. What's your name and where are you calling from? Hello. Yeah, hi, phone. my
6: name's Ken.
7: I'm calling from Hampton, New Jersey. What's up, Ken? Hey, so... When is Devery Hamilton going to become our starting left guard? Uh,
2: You know, he was playing left guard with the first team today. Um, I don't know if that's – they just want to give him more reps there, and Max Garcia is still kind of ahead of him in that spot. But Hamilton played well in the game. He's kind of a tackle by trade, but he played well at guard in the game the other night. I'm going to try to talk to both Hamilton and um, Garcia for the Giants' huddle for the episode this Friday because I think – Right now, Paul and Lance, if Lemieux's not there to go, I think those are probably the next two guys up at left guard,
3: you think? Oh, I don't think there's any doubt about that. Um, You know, the thing about it is, and we've heard this a billion times from Coach Dable, you know, he appreciates guys who bust their butts and will allow them to earn extra reps. And Bobby
2: Johnson said great things about Hamilton the other day when I was talking to him about it. So that's yeah.
3: why we ne- we shouldn't necessarily have been surprised to see Hamilton take some first-team reps today. Well, because given how it. he played in the game, absolutely. He's earned it. for sure, yeah. yeah. And that and that's Dable sticking to his word by saying this guy is getting rewarded for what he showed us on tape the other night. Yeah. Um, you know, and the truth is, even though Garcia did some good things at center, it was Hamilton who did it at left guard. So how would it look if all of a sudden today with the first team, Garcia went to left guard and Hamilton was out. That would that would look like a contradiction in what Dable's been telling us. Yeah,
4: I agree with that. Though, if Azudu is healthy, Good question. I would not rule that out, and I don't think that's necessarily disrespectful, Paul, to Devery Hamilton considering Azudu's gotten some opportunities and is versatile enough that if he's ready to go, he could be inserted No, I agree with that. I think that's fair.
2: I think it, once Azudu's healthy, I do think that is a legit yeah. three-way competition.
3: I agree with that. See, I think Azudu clearly has the most upside for me, and a third round pick. They have a lot invested in him, and I do know they really like him a lot. Well,
2: remember, going into that second
3: preseason game, he was the next. I mean, the first, first preseason six, game, yeah, he was the next lineman. guy up. Right now, I don't know because they haven't been specific about what's keeping him limited. Yeah, I mean, we don't no, know what no, that we, we don't. don't know what that is. Mm-hmm. So, and, and the one thing we must understand, he is a rookie. He's got the least experience of the three guys we've just talked about. So missing snap time in practice is painful for him,
2: and I'm not. Does it impact the fact that he might actually be your swing tackle? I don't know the answer. And you want to get as many snaps to tackle as possible. I don't know the answer. Neither do I. I'm asking. I don't. What you guys think? It's a
3: valid question, John, because he has lost a number of summer snaps due to whatever the injury is, and when you're a rookie every one of those snaps is very, very important because the last thing Bobby Johnson, Dable, or Kafka want to see is an offensive lineman blowing an assignment. Right. That's, that's bad. And right now, I mean, him or Hamilton are also the swing
2: tackle, right? I mean, yeah. that's kind of where we're at. Yeah.
4: Yeah. That's and, why it complicates matters. But I think time. if you ask Bobby Johnson and Brian Dable, is the goal to get the five best guys out there or protect yourself in terms of your swing guy? I would probably say they lean more towards put the five best guys yeah, out there. I agree with that. So if a Zudu is better in their mind than Hamilton, and Hamilton has played hard, and I remember that conversation you were referring to, John. Bobby Johnson, he gave him a lot of credit because he said, no matter where we ask him to play, the guy's prepared and he's ready to go. And he has not missed a practice rep, was the other thing that Bobby Johnson highlighted. And you know what? Durability in practice seems to give you some extra weight with (laughs) a team like this, given all the injuries on the offensive line. But I just think... Is Zudu fully healthy regardless of the limited practice reps? I still think he gets the edge over Hamilton I, I if would, he's ready to go week one. I
3: would only disagree in this. The mental part of the game is so important. They talk about smart all the time. If he is not prepared mentally and cannot get his assignments right, no matter how much they think of him as a player, he's not going to get the first call. Well, Does that then, just not. does that advantage then go to Garcia because he's a vet? It, well, it very well might. I, I suspect, at this point, Hamilton has shown more at the guard spot than Garcia has shown at the guard spot. Remember, Garcia, though, had moved into the
2: starting
4: left Correct. guard spot before yep. he had to I move know. to
2: center. I know. That's why the whole thing's a mess. I don't know what to right.
4: think. But, <laughs> which means but, Hamilton is third on the list, essentially, in order to get to that spot that he's currently in. Right. To move yeah. two guys, Correct. basically. Right. Right. Insert him now.
3: Yeah. Now again, I, I, I just I just stress the fact that I do think experience and smarts. I agree with you guys in one way. I don't think there's any doubt that Azuto has the most upside. I think he's got the most talent and ability. And I think if he's got the mental stuff down, he is hands down the first sure. choice. Mm-hmm. Hands down. I just don't know if he's there yet.
2: Hey, look, it's funny. We're actually we have three different answers here because I think if one each of us one had to have place a to bet today, it sounds like you would go Hamilton, Paul. Sounds like Lance, you would go with Zudu, and I think I would go Garcia. So yeah. it shows that we don't probably we don't know, frankly. And, and my, uh, we call it, we don't know. I think this is Ken, if I'm not mistaken. It's a great question. That was a really good conversation. Ask we us appreciate yet the Jets game. It. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you have any comments on everything we just said?
7: No, I'm just going to say that I've been really impressed with watching Hamilton. I think uh, I checked the PFF scores. He's one of the the highest rated offensive linemen this preseason. In terms of, um, you know, his effectiveness. Well, I'm
2: not surprised because Paul Paul
3: and PFF are usually very tightly
2: (laughs) tightly aligned (laughs) on their (laughs) grades.
4: Yeah. He studies it. All <laughs> you day know,
3: long. you just told me that I want him cut from the team. <laughs> <laughs> okay? <laughs> no. But seri- seri- seriously, seriously, I think it's it's really wide open right now. Yeah. There are so many variables that will go into that decision if it comes to it.
2: Yeah, this conversation could be completely
3: different on Monday.
2: Heck, it, really it could be could. tomorrow after the joint practice for all it we know. Could.
4: Yeah, the health impacts it so much. Yeah. I mean, that's the wild card. I mean, tomorrow they could roll
2: out Max Garcia as the left guard or Azuda could be back and he could be the left. I mean, who knows? We just don't know. Don't know. I can. Appreciate the call, bud. Thanks, guys. Hey, excellent excellent
3: question. Very very good conversation. Because I think there's a good argument for all three of them. You know, that's where we're at, though, with this team, John. Even before some of the injuries, there are so many variables that affect so many positions on this roster. Not necessarily the starters, but so many positions as we look at the 53. It's good that we can have these talks because it means there's something there to chew on. As opposed to, oh, they don't really have too many guys to fill up that, that, or that. And it's going to be long because they got to look at the waiver wire all day.
2: Well, and again, I would like to see all three of these guys try to block Quinn and Williams tomorrow. Right. We're probably not going to see Azudu do it because he didn't do anything today. Doubt it. But we can probably see Garcia and Hamilton try to do it. Yeah, I think we could. I think we could. That could be fun. I think that
4: would go a long way considering who they went up against in the preseason thus far.
2: No question about it. Two zero one nine three nine four five one three. our final caller. The show caller, you're on the air. What's your name and where are you calling from?
7: Yeah, this is Elliot from Chino, California. How are you guys doing? Elliot, what's Hi. going on, man? Okay, so I have like a general sports question. It's just been on my mind. I thought I'd get in the end of the show and ask you guys. Sure. So I'm, I'm looking at uh, hockey, basketball, and football right now, and it kind of pertains to the Giants. So I want to know what you guys think, a collective opinion – to a screenshot that kind of encapsulates the sport in general, like for hockey, you have Bobby Orr. I don't know if you guys can think of something else better than the flying goal. Uh, for basketball, you have Jordan at the half, at the half point, the free throw for Lance.
2: So and then so 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 you're saying kind of like an an, an epic moment yeah. in in sports, epic okay, moment In the sport, yeah,
7: epic moment sports. not not an epic play. Like I get it. Like there's always great plays. There's punt returns, pick sticks. There's great plays in every sport all the time, but I'm talking about a screenshot.
5: Yeah, it's it's Amici's touchdown
3: in the 58 championship game called the greatest game ever played. It was the turning point for the NFL becoming a very popular modern game, first ever national television game. That the, that the league ever had for a championship Amici's touchdown at Yankee Stadium in, in the 58 championship game in overtime that's gotta be the shot alright well, why, don't, why don't we make a rule it has to All be right. after 1990 uh, leave it to
4: Paul to go okay. to something when they okay, were yeah. like no I'm not I'm, yeah.
2: I'm not I'm <laughs> not arguing <laughs> with you but I want to for the for people that are listening that have no idea what you're talking about I want to try to give a more modern reference oh
4: I am, that was the most predictable <laughs> okay, my response my yes, in the history really, of Big Book it really, Big really, Big really Big was absolutely. oh my god unbelievable <laughs> what a question what a response <laughs>
2: I'll give, Giants, I'll give you one. I'll give you one that's have a little bit gel. more
4: modern, if you'd like, unless you okay. wanted to jump in first, John. No, no go ahead, please. Go no. ahead, Lance. Uh, well, to me, the Joe Montana to Dwight Clark, the catch. Oh, that's a good one. I think that is extremely significant in NFL history. And I think if you ask somebody a moment, also, you know, we're talking about the 80s, popularity of the sport, tra- uh, changing the dynasty of the San Francisco 49ers. I would say that to me is one that jumps out to me as being right up there. As a momentous yeah. occasion, that's NFL a good one.
2: History. That's a good one.
7: Okay, yeah, I was I was thinking like I, my mind, I had Odell in my head because that catch just for for the modern NFL, it did kind of it just yeah, but it was a regular
4: season game everyone, though. Everyone, yeah, see, I,
7: I,
2: that's I do my think. See, i I'm, I'm with you that that was probably yeah. one of the most viral moments in league history. Like, yeah. and look, we're probably yeah. biased because we've seen it a million times covering the Giants, right. but. Right. Yes, but I agree with Lance. I don't think you can take a play from a game in the regular season that the team lost, by the way, and make that the the screenshot. I think it has to be in a more Fair significant enough. moment. Thank Fair. you, Elliot.
5: Yeah. Okay. Appreciate yeah, the call.
2: God. Okay. So well let me think about this. NFL wise, I'm trying to think postseason
3: huge moments. Well, can I give you an NBA one? It's Willis Reed coming onto the court in Game Seven. Another against Lakers, predictable one, 1970. <laughs> See now, I was thinking Hubert Davis getting fouled in that three-point <laughs> attempt in the Eastern Conference Finals against the Bulls. Look, any guess, shot you know, that, that, that doesn't that's... include Michael Jordan is okay with me. That's just me, though. Well,
4: I know, yeah, I... <laughs> but that's just because the two of you want to get off the topic. No, so. I mean, it, yeah. it,
2: it, look, if if, if I want to be honest about it, I think you're probably looking at Jordan. Ver- what? What do you think, Cleveland, the Cavs, Lance? Yeah, the, shot. That, sure. that, well, the one against Utah was pretty good too. When he blatantly pushed off a of Byron Russell,
4: spin it however you want. The history books say it counted. Oh so no, no, I, I'm
2: I'm giving it as a legitimate moment. Yeah. That's fine.
4: Well, that was the tail end of his career, though. I know. So well, it, it was his last.
2: On, that was his last championship. Last play right? as a bowl Yeah,
4: correct. So, well, well, well. well, well, well the Cleveland is, one was much earlier in his career. Well, right? I know. Well, but which yeah.
2: one do you think would is the
4: more iconic NBA moment? The game winner against Utah, or the game winner against Cleveland. Well, to me, it's Utah because that won a championship. The Cleveland one didn't win a championship. Yeah, that's a good point. And he that's had another point. game winner against Cleveland. He did. In 92 or 93. I forget which year it was, but he had a game winner in Cleveland when they swept them 4-0. I think so, the Ray Allen three in the finals is a big one. You talk about what he's with Miami yeah, to save the series? on the baseline. Against San Antonio That's when a, Popovich took out Duncan. That is yeah.
2: a big, that's a monster shot. That's a big-time shot. I mean, Kawhi Leonard's three from the baseline. I know that was just Eastern Conference Finals to put him in, but they ended up winning the championship, right? That was a huge three to win that series. NFL, you know, I, I want to try to find something with the Patriots just because Brady, I, I, look, I, I think it's hard to argue that he's not the greatest quarterback <laughs> in NFL history at this point. I think it's just a really hard argument to make. But is there an iconic? There wasn't really like one iconic
4: play though with all their Super Bowls, unless you want to give the kicker the one where he beat the Rams.
2: I mean, I mean, honestly, the play I keep thinking of is the Malcolm Butler interception against the the Seahawks. Yeah, that could be one. Sure. I mean, that is a game-winning play at the end of a Super Bowl.
4: You know? Well, that's why I throw out Vinatieri because Vinatieri's field (sighs) goes one too. I mean, Jeff. I mean, I'm
2: I'm happy you're representing the kickers without Feagles (laughs) here and everything.
4: (laughs) I mean, listen, it's a big kick. No, it's a big kick.
2: Yeah, but there isn't like a a a quintessential Brady moment, you know. There isn't that I can think of in the Super. I'm probably missing one. Unless it's the
4: overtime a, win against the Falcons when they came back from that huge deficit.
2: Well, he just kept throwing dump balls to James. No, White. I know he threw a <laughs> line. I mean, yeah. I mean yeah. the, <laughs> the
4: the uh,
3: the Edelman catch is more Edelman. It's Correct. not Brady. No, but but that's that's a play that Brady's involved
4: in. So you could throw that out there. Now, if
2: the Falcons would have won that Super Bowl, the Julio Jones catch on that drive, that was that unbelievable catch Julio Jones made, that could have been a play. That was a left sideline.
3: Yeah, Yeah, that was an unbelievable catch. Does anybody want to give David Tyree credit? Yeah.
2: But it it, it wasn't a game-winning play,
3: though. Okay. I'm just saying. No, I understand. I'm still going with Amici, but... No, that's fine. And look, <laughs> for, from a historical perspective,
2: that's good. I think Montana, Dwight Clark is good. But again, for some reason, the Montana, John Taylor play against the Bengals in the Super Bowl is always one that sticks out to me, too. The little slant. For some reason, that's one that I always remember seeing a million times on those, on those NFL films mm-hmm. tapes. I mean, Roethlisberger to San Antonio
4: Holmes... That's toe tap, corner of the end zone. Sure. It's a yeah. good one. What about the immaculate reception between the Steelers Frank- and the Raiders? Oh, that's a good one. That's, that's a really one. good Frank- one, Lance. See, but that, yeah.
2: like, the tie replay, they're kind of like freak plays. Sure. I feel like to have, like, the moment to represent the sport, it needs to be almost a little bit more conventional.
4: You know what I mean? Yeah, you, no, uh, I'm with you. Well, that's why, to me, I went with the catch because a, we're talking about crunch time, game winner, and it represents one of the most notable dynasties in NFL history. Yeah. So that's why, uh, if you're looking for the check marks, I think that crushes it. No, I think it reaches all the criteria you need.
2: And I don't know enough about
3: hockey to have any opinion on that. I don't follow the, the, it. The enough. Bobby, the Bobby Orr goal is pretty, pretty strong. Okay, that's not. That's hard to argue. I mean, okay. Yeah, well, have the opinion. other thing
4: is doing something Wayne Gretzky involved, considering clearly he is the greatest player of all time. Yeah, it's a good point, too. You want to try to do that. And he was involved in a lot of big games and a lot of great series. So that would be the only argument I would put over Bobby Orr. No disrespect to Bobby Orr, but once again, if we're going to put the kibosh on the 50s reference by Paul then you sort of have to say the same thing the newer generation <laughs> Bobby Orr
3: is too outdated too was Bobby Well no Orr, I, was once again 70s? no disrespect I just yeah, don't Bobby think Bobby
4: Orr was the early 70s early 70s I don't think most of the younger generation right now no. may not even know who the hell Bobby Orr is do you think they would No they might Paul? not No they might it's,
3: not It's uh, it's unfortunate
4: I'm not once again I'm not justifying it I'm just saying I went that's why when you went 50s I mean I I wasn't even around John wasn't around you know and I, I don't were you even around for that no, 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 I, I okay. was not in the stadium for a so, so touchdown, but I
3: know of it. And
4: I, okay. Well, I, mean, I know of a lot of things before I was yeah, alive but too, was, but that uh, doesn't mean that the rest of the society can It's remember. okay. <laughs> my, my my
3: choice Ooh, was based on one. historical significance. It wasn't based on anything else. Stallback Drew Pearson down the sideline against the Vikings.
2: That's a good one.
3: Yeah. Yep. That's one. The offensive interference it wasn't called. That was. I Said don't. they called defensive interference. Anyway. Um yeah,
2: I, I can't think of anything else that really sticks out to me. I, I, there isn't – I'm not going to ask Lance for this one because he's not going to give me one. I don't think there's a LeBron moment. I mean, he had a, the chase down block. You know, he had the really good fourth quarter against the Pistons in that one, uh, fourth quarter in overtime against the Pistons in the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, you know, I think that's – I'm sure there are a bunch of Kobe fans out there that have Kobe moments, but I, I'm, I'm not I'm not going to do that. Right. Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I I think we hit most of the major
4: moments, right? Well, because the question was about the league as a whole, yeah, not correct. a specific team. Mm-hmm. So well, you I, don't I necessarily think, have to go with a Giants play.
2: Right, exactly. And I, I think when you're picking that moment, I think it has to be a legendary player in the sport if it's going to represent the sport. You know right. what I mean? Right. And somebody that won, too. Which is why, yeah, right. At we, the highest level. Which is why I think the Bobby Orr is a good choice. You know, he's top five hockey player of all time, Bobby Orr probably, oh, yeah, right? Sure. Yeah, oh, yeah, Yeah. Jordan, oh, yeah. obviously, Absolutely. you know, top three NBA player mm-hmm. of all time. Probably number three. Um, then you have nice job, nice. yeah, tremendous guys. It's amazing how
4: hard the both of you try, and then you pat I've, yourselves I've, on the back. I all you that. Oh, we remember yeah, how I've great all he was with it.
3: the Washington Wizards. I mean, it's just, a, just yes. a, the,
4: the picture of Paul, perfection. Just remember, he won more championships in his first stint in the Bulls than you've witnessed Knicks championships in yeah. your entire okay. lifetime. Okay. Just remember <laughs> that the next time you really want to play the numbers, Lance, games, okay? Lance, you, Lance. Yes.
2: You know, I hate Jordan, but you also know I respect him No, no, I
4: know, but. You don't take it with the level of vitriol, even that he does. (laughs) Like he adds, you know, like a coating. There's icing on top of it, just to you know make it simmer a little on the stove. (laughs) It does a little bit. Okay, come on, you know it does. Well, well, Paul, Paul likes to simmer the marinara sauce. He does.
2: He does tremendous
3: burn for Michael Jordan for a number of reasons. Including and you still including, have the marks to including, show. Including apparently. my Nick fandom, which is number yeah, one. That's correct. Understand.
2: All right, everybody, good stuff. We'll be back tomorrow at three o'clock. It's after practice. Practice ends tomorrow, as I mentioned, one thirty. So yeah. we'll have that and media availabilities before we do the show uh, tomorrow. We didn't have. We got to see Shepherd today. We didn't get to see other media valves because they started at like two forty. Well, let, Leonard today, so. Williams
3: was the other one. Okay. And, and oh,
2: and he. I didn't mention it. Did, did we mention Leonard was back with the elbow? I think we did mention that, right? We may yeah, not we mentioned have. that. Earlier. Yeah, did we? I thought we mentioned. Okay. It. And, and then he announced the injury. I'm assuming it was an elbow, busy it was a huge. Brace and a, he had a huge on brace it, so, yeah.
3: on it, and the only thing he said is that he's got great pride in having never missed a game, and he has no intentions Correct. of missing week one. And
2: again, Just, and again, maybe it wasn't an elbow, but he was wearing the huge brace, which is the only reason why. Right.
4: Well, John, real quickly yeah. for clarification on that elbow, doesn't that date back to the yes. thing he played with last season? Yes. Yeah, it does. So I don't, that's why I don't know if yeah, it's necessarily so, this year. Yeah, you're right. could be preventative. Yeah, you're right. it could be preventative. But I don't think. Type he, of thing. Was he wearing that before, though? I didn't remember seeing it. But I do remember him dealing with the elbow issue last season. No, he did. We played through, right? Absolutely. I hadn't seen
3: it earlier this. And he
4: did wear
2: it in games last year. Correct. Correct. I don't think I remember seeing him having it on in the summer, but I could be wrong. I don't remember. I don't remember. remember. Anyway, I don't want to. I don't want to guess. No, no. no, He had some type of injury, and now he's back. And and he's
3: doing well. Yes,
2: exactly. All right. Thanks for being with us, everybody, on this edition of Big Blue Kickoff Live. For
1: Lance, for Paul, I'm Schmelk. Good calls. We'll see you next time. You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer, like this one.